amazing job. It was awesome. Very, 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 very good. Oh. So many pieces. You know, I've gotten to see this a bunch of times during rehearsal, and then, of course, two, two times this morning. And one of the things I always remember at some point in the seventh or eighth time of watching something is just, like, focus on one kid. Just focus on them the whole time and see what they're doing. And it was a blast. I mean, Thayer down here, man, the energy. Oh, man, he was just into it singing. And, and these two little guys down here just kind of staring in the universe, having a blast. It's, it's just the best. Everything about it was, it was incredible, incredible. I've heard the Christmas story, I don't know, probably 80 million times at my age, right? I mean, I've heard it over and over and over again. And sometimes when you hear things a lot of times, it can lose its freshness, not its meaning, but it can lose its freshness. And you brought this story to us in a, in a beautiful, fresh way today. The other day um, during practice, prior to Vaughn growing wings, they had an idea that was, I thought, it just it moved me. I went home and talked about it. Mary was sitting here and she was going through that part of Luke where she's just questioning, how can this happen to her and, and how can this be... And, and, and they had Gabriel come and, and sit next to her on the bench. And I just thought, wow, that, that just, it grabbed my heart. It really did. I mean, so often when we think of the angels in the Bible, you know, they're 80 feet tall and flaming white and kind of frightening. And instead to have, to have an angel come and just sit down next to a teenager who's confused about the will of God, it, it really, for me, it brought together um, what we've been talking about all Advent long, that name of Jesus that is Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us. And he's with us in so many ways. One of the ways that, that I see the withness of God is in kids. I mean, I just, I love your innocence. I love your creativity. It's been fun to watch so many of you grow as we did the joy song, to watch a couple of them just, you know, totally, totally getting into it. I love watching kids worshiping, putting their hands out, worshiping God. So many pieces of what came together uh, really showed me God through children. But, but the other theme that was part of this story is um, it was mentioned in terms of the, the wise men coming and, and giving gifts. And so I asked some of you ahead of time, and, and then you've had a chance, you've had a first service to practice. This is kind of cool. So um, I asked you, what, what, what do you really, really, really want for Christmas? This is like, this is the gift you want. Go ahead, Gib. What do you want? VR headset. I have no idea what that is, but that sounds awesome. That sounds really cool. I See, we did coloring books and crayons, so th that sounds awesome. What do you want, Laura? What's that? Legos, Legos. Georgie? Socks. Socks. So yesterday I said, don't bring up socks or underwear, and, and Georgie is the rebel of the crew, because she loves socks. She just, she's into socks. What do you got? Books and boots. Books and boots. Kelly. A new bike. That'd be awesome. That'd be very cool. Uh, you know, I'm going to need a new bike soon. Oh, so would you like her old one? <laughs> no, it's, it's probably not going to fit me anyway. Jane? Close. So Jane had time to think, because in the first service she said, I don't know, and I suggested an avocado from Jewel, and I found out you would actually like avocados. So that's pretty interesting. What do you got? <laughs> I'm sorry, a pet. Rock or rat? <laughs> Next? <laughs> Jewelry. Jewelry, yes, of course. What you got, Meg? A puppy and a turtle. 
a puppy, a puppy and a turtle tank, or a puppy in a turtle tank? <laughs> Vaughn? This second. Vaughn? So you, so you're hoping to get a guitar, perhaps. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Henry. A nice sweatshirt. A nice sweatshirt. Team, team name or something or just, just sweatshirt. Just, just sweatshirt. What do you want, Mary? I know your real name is. An underwater camera. Underwater camera. I had an underwater camera once, and when I pulled it out, it didn't work anymore. It went underwater. But anyway, <laughs> these are all—they're all great gift ideas. Now, the other thing I asked is. Is there anything you really hope is not under the tree? You just hope not. And Lorelai, you just like jumped in on this one. What was yours? Okay, so my grandma one time got me like this really shiny, ugly pink jacket. Please don't get me that again. <laughs> so so you, you've had kind of a Ralphie rabbit suit moment, and you're just hoping, you're hoping that does not happen to you again. Well, it's, it's fun. I mean, Christmas, Christmas is, so much of it is about gifts, getting gifts, giving gifts. You know, we're in the process right now. It's December 12th, so we have like 13 days to figure out what everybody wants. And, you know, sometimes it's made a little easy for us because we go off a wish list or something like that, but I think we all kind of hope that somebody will get us something that they know who we are and they know what we'd want, and so they get us something really special. And I think that as we think about the idea of Emmanuel, God with us, one of the ways that we see God with us is through presence. We've been, we've been talking about Jesus' name, Emmanuel, and, and the concept of finding God in all things. So, if God is with us all the time, we need to train our eyes and train our souls to see God. And I think one of the ways we can see him is through the ways that we give and receive gifts at Christmas time. And, you know, like I said before, the wise men kind of set this off for us. We heard, we heard about the story, and, and here we have in Matthew that, they, that they, they come to the house where Mary and the child are. Now, they come to the house because I know that our little nativity sets, we often have the camels and we have the wise men sitting there. But the reality is the wise men probably didn't show up for almost two years because of the distance they were coming from. And they learned about the birth of Jesus the night he was born. So they took some time, they get to the house, and they bring him what I think are some pretty phenomenal gifts for a kid that is completely poor. He has nothing, right? And they give him gold. We all know what gold is. And they give him frankincense. When I kid, was a kid, I thought they said Frankenstein. I'm like, I don't know why you'd want Frankenstein. And myrrh. Well, it turns out frankincense and myrrh are valuable, expensive perfumes. So when they bring these gifts, they think they're bringing Jesus something incredibly special. Probably the best gifts he'll ever get in his life. It would be, it would be like me giving Gibby a Christmas gift. And I say, Gibby, you know, here's Here's 10,000 bucks. You want it? Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, you do. If I'm going to give you 10,000 bucks, you're going to take it. That's, that's a valuable gift. It's got some real value to it. And the thing that's amazing is I don't know that the wise men really understood it in the moment, but as much as they thought their gifts were valuable, it was worthless in comparison to what God was giving them. God was giving them himself. God was giving them himself in the form of Jesus. And so as we look at the Bible, one of the things it describes is that, that Jesus and salvation is a gift. It's a gift. We see in the verse Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life 
in Christ Jesus our Lord. What that's saying is, when you sin, you earn something. When you mow the lawn or when you babysit a kid, a lot of times you earn something. You earn cash. When you sin, you earn death. That, that's, the, that's the payment that we get for sinning. But the Bible says God gives us the free gift of eternal life. Here's what I love about this. You didn't even know you wanted eternal life. You didn't even know you, didn't even know you wanted salvation. God gave you what he knew you needed and when you realized you needed it, you wanted it too. It's an amazing gift that God gives us. It goes on in the Bible to say in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it's by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can brag about it. So you look at this verse, and it reminds me, when I was a kid, I was told, and maybe you've been told this too, if I was really good, I'd get good gifts. But if I was really bad, naughty, I'm getting coal. I don't know what I would have done with coal, but I was going to get coal if I was really bad. Here's what I love about this verse. And God, in his gift, he says, because you're really bad, I'm giving you a gift. He doesn't say, when you finally get good, that's when I'm going to give you my gift. He says, because you're stuck in your sins that's why I'm giving you the gift. So he gives us something. Grace is giving us something we could never earn or ever deserve. He freely gave us a gift that we needed that we could never, ever, ever have earned on our own. Keep going in the Bible. And all the way at the end, the book of Revelation talks about a free gift as well. It says, let the spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who, who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life come to me. God gives us himself. He gives us what we need. And ultimately, it's what we want too. Great verse in the Bible, probably the most famous verse in all the Bible, is John 3.16. It says, God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that everyone who believes him will not die, they will not perish, but they'll have eternal life. This is what this verse tells me. So you're sitting around your living room at Christmas time or wherever you, wherever you open gifts. And I, in our family, it seems like there was always a Santa. Somebody was assigned to go to the tree, get the gifts, hand them out to other people. So you can imagine if, if our Santa was walking around the room and you said you wanted a gift, right? And, and I held out the gift, and you decided to not do it. We didn't practice. You, decide, you said, no, I don't, no, no, I'm not going to take it. I'm, the, only way, the only way this gift thing works is if you reach out and take it. That's when, that's when it becomes a gift that's freely given and freely received. And for a lot of us, what we don't realize is God, God wants to give us this great gift, but we're only going to realize the true value of the gift when we take out, re reach out our hands and receive the gift. God wants to give you that gift. That's what this whole story was about. It's not just a neat history story about a baby. It's about God intervening in, holy, in, in, in human history and giving us the one thing we could never get on our own. You're dead in your sins. And because of that, Christ died for you. And you have to reach out and receive the gift. And so, God, we pray that whether we're a seven-year-old child or a 70-year-old grandma, that today we'd realize that if we're trying to earn or deserve 
the gift of salvation you are wanting to give us, we can never get it that way. We can never get it that way. It is by grace we are saved through faith. It is because we are naughty. It is because we are sinful that you gave us this amazing gift of your son. We thank you for the gift. We thank you so much. And I pray, God, this Christmas that whether we're getting uh, socks or a bike or something we want, that we'd realize those gifts are nothing. There's no value in them in comparison to the gift of your son, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. I, I always struggle because I, I can't list everybody off the top of my head, but obviously there were some, there were some adults that corralled this the whole time and, and represented by Dana Aubrey today, so we're grateful for all the work of all our adults did, making sure this came together. You were wonderful. And again, you all, I mean, I've watched it numerous times, and it really came together beautifully today. You just, you told the story in a way that was really compelling and that I think is going to bring uh, great meaning, great meaning to our Christmas. So let's say thanks to our kids one more time. We hope that you'll join us next Sunday. We'll be wrapping up our Advent Sunday, talking about the fact that God is with us in person. And then you can come back on Christmas Eve, 3.30 Christmas Eve, to continue to celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus. So thank you for your presence with us today. You enjoy your day.